welcome back to the Wire Podcast. It's been a minute. Now, I've been really busy. I've been on vacation. It's been a very insane summer with coronavirus. We've been dealing with that. But it's good to be back on the podcast. Um, And we got a lot to talk about today. I want to talk about Cam Newton signing with the Patriots. And I want to talk about my top 10 point guards list for the upcoming 2020 NBA Draft. Now, I ranked my top 10 point guards in this draft a few weeks back, but I wanted to readdress my rankings uh, because I have updated them, I have changed them, I have changed my mind on some players, and I want to talk about my my updated top 10, Um, so I want to get into that today. But let's start off with Cam Newton, which I'm very excited to talk about. Now, a few, I think a few months ago, maybe like two months ago, I made a video on my channel, or on our channel here at The Wire, um, it's called The Wire, go check that out, um, and, and I talked about which teams should sign Cam Newton, um, and I talked about the Bears, the Jag, no, not the Jaguars, the Chargers, and the Patriots, um, and I think in the video I said the Patriots, I thought the Patriots were the team that needed to go out and sign Cam Newton. Um, I, I was also huge, a, a huge supporter of the Chargers signing signing him. I knew that was unlikely because they really like Tyrod Taylor, um, and I think they're going to be changing their offense um, to a system that fits Tyrod Taylor's game. Um, and they drafted, they went on to draft Justin Herbert, so I knew that was not an option um, a, a, after all the moves they made in the offseason. But there was still some hope that the Patriots could possibly sign Cam Newton because all they had was Jarrett Stidham. And although Jarrett Stidham is very talented, um, I like what I saw from him at Auburn, we have no idea what he looks like at the NFL level. He just hasn't played. Like, he's been sitting behind Tom Brady for a year. We don't know what he looks like. He doesn't have a lot of experience. And I think Cam Newton is a very talented quarterback. Now, yes... He has struggled with accuracy during his career, and he has struggled with health recently. But he's still a very talented quarterback. There's not many 6'5", 240 quarterbacks in the league. There's not many guys that size who can throw the ball with as much power and can, and can make as many plays with their legs as Cam Newton. Like, Cam Newton is a different breed. He is a special athlete. There's not many guys built like him with the skill set that he has. And I think he fits in the Patriots' offense very well. He's good in the short game. I think that Josh McDaniels will work incredibly well with Cam Newton in that offense. I don't think they're going to ask Cam to do too much. I think they can take advantage of his athleticism, take advantage of what he can do with his legs. And I think the Patriots' offense, which lacks a lot of star power at receiver and running back, I think they're going to be able to become elevated like I think Cam Newton and that coaching staff is going to be able to elevate that offense because of what because of Cam Newton's gifts um even though they don't have a lot of talent over there I mean that was a huge issue last year that's why the Patriots were so bad as good as Tom Brady is in my opinion I'm a huge fan of Tom Brady like I think he's very good he's so smart his football IQ is off the charts I think he's still got the throw the arm strength he's still very accurate even though all of that is true, and all, and I still like Tom Reed, I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the league, they struggled. And it's really because Tom Reed at this point in his career can't lead a team. And I don't mean he can't lead any team. He can't really lead a team that doesn't have a lot of talent offensively. 
or defensively, he can't lead that team to wins. He can't take a crappy team and lead them to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't think Cam Newton can do that either, but I think he'll have an easier job of doing that because he's so physically gifted, even though he's dealing with a lot of injuries, even though he may not be as skilled as Tom Brady as a quarterback, he's so physically dominant that I think he could, you know, he could make the Patriots a really good team, and I think they could overachieve with Cam Newton. I'm so glad they signed him. They got him for dirt cheap. He's on, he's getting paid around $500,000. He he does have a lot of incentives in his contract, so he could, I believe he can make up to $7.5 million this year, but I love the signing. I think this allows the Patriots to possibly make a push for the playoffs. I love the fit. I'm glad to see Cam Newton's on a, on a roster now. I love what the Patriots are doing here. If only they would have addressed receiver in the draft, I would be really, really confident in the Patriots' abilities to make the playoffs. There's still a lot of holds on offense, so I'm not I'm not confident they're going to make a push for the playoffs. But now that they have a legitimate quarterback, I'm excited to watch the Patriots play football. And I think they took a step in the right direction with this signing. I love it, and I'm glad to see Cam Newton in the league. He's been working his butt off, um, and I'm really excited to see Cam Newton play because the NFL is just better when Cam Newton plays. He's a great character. He's a great guy. Um, he's a, a fantastic player, and he deserves to be on a roster, and I'm glad he's on one now. All right, let's get into my top 10 point guard rankings for the upcoming 2020 NBA draft. I did something with my dad a few months ago. Well, not a few months ago. I think it was like a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago. Um, and that was fun. But I want, I want to readdress my list. Because the more I looked at my rankings, the more I saw some issues. And the more I, I had some philosophy changes. Um, and what I mean by that is because I looked at some players and I thought about what role they would play at the next level and what roles I value more than others. Um, and I watched a lot of these guys again, um, and I and that's how I came to these decisions. That's why some guys are higher than they were before. That's why some guys may be lower. Um, but yeah, I want to address this because I did have a change of heart with some of these guys. And I felt like it was necessary to come on the podcast and talk about my rankings once more. So let's get into it. Um, last time, I believe my rankings went like 10. I believe I had Nico Mannion. 9, I had Theo Maladon. 8, I had RJ Hampton. 7, I had... Who did I have at 7? Did I have... Uh, I forgot who I had. Did I have, no, okay, no, 10, I had Nico Mannion, 9, I had Devon Dotson, 8, I had Theo Maladon, 7, I had RJ Hampton, 6, I had Cole Anthony, 5, I had Tyrell Terry, 4, I had Tyrese Halliburton, 3rd, I had Kyra Lewis, 2, I had Lamella Ball, and 1, I had Killian Hayes. Those were my rankings before I made some changes. Here are my updated rankings starting at number 10. And at number 10, I have Theo Maladon, a point guard from France. He's a French guard. Um, he's an interesting guy. Now, he didn't really have, he didn't show a lot of progression this season. Uh, 
means a, a good primary ball handler. I don't think he's going to be a primary, or at least a high-level starting primary ball handler in the next level. He's probably going to be a matchup. Um, but what he does well is he runs the pick and roll to perfection. He's an excellent passer. A really, really good passer. He's got good court vision. He runs the pick and roll well. And he's developing as a, as a shooter and as a scorer. Um, and I think with his free throw percentage and his three point percentage, uh, the shooting indicators are there. I think as he progresses, he's going to become a better pull up shooter out of the pick and roll. I think that has a lot of value in the next level. Um, and that combined with his passing is a, I think he is a very valuable player. Now, I don't know if he's going to start at, in the NBA because he isn't a great athlete. He could struggle to get in the rim. Now, he does have great control, great footwork. He can stop on a dime. He can change tempos to be able to get to the rim. He's just not a great straight-line athlete, and I think that could hurt him, and that hurts the scoring upside. But I love him as a pick-and-roll ball handler. He's a solid defender. He's developing as a score as a shooter off the dribble, um, and I think he could be a very solid point guard coming off the bench. I don't love Theo Maladon, um, mainly because of his physical limitations and his shooting is it's okay. He's not a great scorer at this point. I think he could be a, an okay backup. Um, but I, I I mean Theo Maladon is a solid a solid prospect. And I think he's going to have a place in the NBA due to his court vision, his passing ability, and his his positive shooting indicators and his developing jump shot out of the pick and roll. Now, at number nine, I have Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn, he is just a stud. Um, he's not He's not big. He's a smaller guard. And he's not physically dominant. He's not very explosive. Doesn't have great speed. He's not a great athlete vertically or laterally. He is just a hooper. He puts the ball in the basket. He's a smart player, a good passer, and he is great in the pick and roll. His synergy profile is one of the m- most impressive profiles I've looked at in this entire draft. His synergy profile, along with Grant Riller, it's insane. Like it, it, it is incredible how productive he was at San Diego State this season. And I just really like Flynn. My, the main reason why I like Flynn so much is because I think he can be a, a, a ball handler. He can play on the ball. And I think he can play off the ball. So if you pair him with a, a big primary ball handler like a Ben Simmons or a Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think he can be successful off the ball because he was a really, really good shooter this year off the catch. I think he can play in an off-ball role where he doesn't have to be a dominant ball handler or a primary ball handler. Um, and I like his versatility on offense and, you know, the role versatility he has. He can play on the ball or off the ball, and I think that's very valuable. Um, and in the pick-and-roll, he was fantastic this year. Um, he's great scoring out of the pick-and-roll. He's a very solid decision-maker. He's a, a nice playmaker. I don't think he's as good of a passer as, like, Nico Mannion, Trey Jones, or Theo Maladon, guys I have behind him. But he is a, 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 a fundamentally sound point guard, and his scoring ability off the dribble is really good. Um, and I just love him as a shooter. He was a solid defender this year at San Diego State. I, I believe he won 
Defensive Player of the Year for his, in his conference, which is impressive. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a great defender at the next level because he's not a great athlete and he's smaller. So I think he could struggle um, guard defending man-to-man. But his ability to be a playmaker in the pick-and-roll, to score on and off the ball out of the pick-and-roll or on spot-ups, I think he's going to have a role on any team's offense. And I just love his scoring ability. I love his ability to shoot off the catch and off the dribble. I think he's going to be a good offensive player at the next level. And I really like Malachi Flynn. He is older, and he does have physical limitations, which is why he's lower down on the list. But he is a solid player. He is just a hooper. He's not going to wow you with athleticism. He's just a hooper. He knows how to play. He's very smart. He's a good decision maker, and he puts the ball in the basket I like Malachi Flynn. Now, we are on to my number 8 point guard in the class, RJ Hampton. I'm a bit lower on RJ Hampton than a lot of people, and mainly it's because of the shooting. Now, if the shooting if the shooting comes, he's going to be an excellent player, and he's going to be better than some guys ahead of him. Uh, I'm just not confident in his shooting getting much better. Um, he's got some footwork issues. Uh, now, I have heard that he's changed his form, um, but this is in warm-ups. This is in drills. I don't know if he's gonna if that's going to translate into the game because it's, it's, it's easy to change your jump shot in a drill, in a training session. It, it's much harder for that to translate into a game, a live-action game. Um, so I'm interested to see if that translates. If it does, he could become a, a, a nice shooter. I just think with what I saw on film, his footwork is iffy. There are a lot of times where his feet are too close that impacted his accuracy as a three-point shooter. Um, and I think that's going to limit his upside. But I do see the upside. Like He does have a lot of upside. He's a great athlete. There's not, many, there's not a whole lot of players in this draft that are better athletes than RJ Hampton. There's just not. Um, and he can get to the rim. He's got a solid handle. Um, he's going to be able to generate rim pressure at the next level, especially if he develops a jump shot. And he's a very underrated playmaker. He, he's a pretty good playmaker. Like, he makes a lot of skip passes. And a lot of really impressive plays were made by him as a playmaker. And I think he has the potential to be a primary ball handler at the next level. I think it all depends on how the shot comes. Because if the shot comes around, he's going to be able to weaponize his ability to get to the rim. He's going to be able to, you know, shine as a playmaker. And he's going to become a much more dangerous overall offensive weapon. Um, I'm just, like I said earlier, I'm not confident that he's going to be able to develop a jump shot. Mainly because of his mechanics. But Arthur Hampton is a very... Very intriguing prospect. I think there's a lot of upside. I am worried about his defense as well. There are a lot of times where he just struggled defensively. He was out of position. But RJ Hampton, he's a great athlete with some nice skills, especially as a playmaker. The shooting needs to develop. Now, I am not insanely high on Hampton, like I've mentioned. But, like, if the Spurs took him at 11, which is right around where they're projecting the pick, that could be a nice spot because the Spurs are known for developing players, getting players to develop a jump shot. Um, They got a a very nice uh, staff there 
with or, or developmental staff. I like what they do there. I can see him having su- success in that system, and that's really one of the only places where I can see a team picking him that high where I'd be like, okay, I, I understand it, and I like this pick. I'm lower on Hampton, but I do recognize the upside. Now, let's talk about some of my favorite players in the draft. These are the point guards in this class I absolutely love. I love all of these guys. Um, starting off at number seven with Grant Riller from the College of Charleston. Now, he had a huge jump on my rankings. I believe I had him at 13 before. Um, I moved him all the way up to seven. Grant Riller is just a stud of a score. Like his, his ability to score off the dribble is insane. He has one of, if not the best first step in the class. He blows by defenders. He gets to the rim. He's got great body control. He can take contact and finish through contact. Um, he, he's got NBA range. He can score off the dribble out of the pick and roll. He's, an, he's not a great playmaker, but there are some flashes of him being able to make plays out of the pick and roll. I don't think he's ever going to be a high-level playmaker. There, but there were some flashes where I was like, okay, he's not just a scorer. He can provide some playmaking. Now, defensively, he's horrendous. Like, he is a terrible defender. Uh, and he's also older. So, I, I, that's a little bit concerning. But the his offensive arsenal is insane. His ability to score off the dribble is really, really good. I don't see Grant Rover failing. I think, bare minimum, he's going to be a nice scorer off the bench. I think... At his floor is a really, really good sixth man. Someone who can be come off the bench as a microwave scorer. Um, I can see him starting in the NBA. I don't think he's ever going to be a star, which is why I have him at number seven. Um, because he's not a great playmaker. Um, sometimes he can be kind of a black hole offensively. Um, he can get kind of tunnel vision. Um, but he's a great scorer. He's bad defensively, which is worrisome. But his scoring ability is insane. I love his ability to get to the rim with a quick first step. Um, and he's got a nice handle. I love Grant Ruler. He's a great scorer. Um, and I think he's going to have a home in the NBA. I mean, he his synergy profile, I, I, I mentioned this earlier, his synergy profile was insane. Like, he, he was such a productive scorer this year in college. And for his usage... It was crazy how efficient he was. I mean, he, he had a fantastic year um, this season. And I think he's going to be a really nice player in the NBA. I mean, he, he has a chance to be better than some guys I have him lower than. Um, he's a stud. I love Grant Miller. He's got size. He's got the scoring ability. Um, and there are flashes. He showed some flashes of playmaking ability. And I, I just love Grant Riller. I think he can play a variety of roles. I don't think he's going to be a primary ball handler, but he can be a secondary ball handler, and he can play off the ball. Um, he's just a stud. I mean, I would love to see him pair up, get paired up with Luka Doncic or Ben Simmons. Um, I, I mean, that I don't think he's going to go that high. Um, I think he should. Like, he should go higher than that. But I, I just don't see it happening. I think a lot of people are lower on Brent Riller. I love Riller. He's a great scorer. Um, and there's there's a place for great scorers with the with solid athleticism and some flashes of playmaking ability. And that's what I see in Grant Riller. That's why he's my number seven point guard in this 2020 NBA draft. All right. Now, uh, number six, 
this was, it was hard to move this guy down to six because I like him so much. But it's Tyrell Terry out of Stanford. Um, man, Tyrell Terry is good. Before I get into Tyrell Terry, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get a drink, use the bathroom, and I will be right back. All right, I'm back, and I want to talk about Tyrell Terry. Now, Terry is one of my favorite players in the draft. I made a video about him and why I think he could possibly be the steal of the draft. A lot of big boards that I've seen online have had him in the 50s, the 40s. I've seen some that have him in the 60s. Um, and I think that's ridiculous. Like, Tyrell Terry is a special player. Um, and it starts off with the shooting ability. Now, he was a 98th or no, was he 98? I think he was a 99th percentile shooter off the catch. Um, and that's primarily because he is a great... He's great at moving without the basketball. Coming off screens, he's got a high basketball IQ, and his ability to move without the basketball is Curry, is Steph Curry-esque. Like, that's how good he is moving without the basketball. And with his size and some of the limitations he has that I will get into in a minute, I think that's very valuable. He's a great shooter, um, and he'll always have a place in the NBA with his ability to move without the basketball and shoot. Uh, and be an off-ball shooter. Now, I think he can be much more than that. And I honestly think he can be a quality starter in the NBA. Um, he does need to put on weight. He's 6'1", 160. He's very small. He needs to put on weight. Because now, right at this point, he struggles to take contact and finish through contact. Um, he's got a weaker handle which he needs to work on. And he's a solid defender now. Or a solid on-ball defender, but for him to become even an average uh, on-ball defender in the NBA at best, he would need to put on some weight and get stronger. Now I think that he's gonna do that at the next level, which is why I'm confident that he can become a quality starting point guard. What he needs to do to become a high-level starting point guard is improve his ball handling. Now I don't think that's likely, which is why I have him down here at number six. But, I think it could, and I'm buying into his upside. He's really good at shooting off the catch and off the dribble. He's a dynamic shooter. He's a great pick-and-roll ball handler. He's Or not great, I'll say he's a really good pick-and-roll ball handler. He can make plays out of the pick-and-roll. He's a very solid playmaker. His court vision, super underrated. And I think if he improves his ball handling, he's going to improve as a playmaker and as a scorer off the dribble. I think a lot of his success or, or his upside hinges on whether he improves as a ball handler. Because if he doesn't improve as a ball handler, he's just going to be an off-the-ball shooter um, who provides a little bit of playmaking and some solid and good off-ball defense. Now, if he improves as a ball handler, I think he can be a primary ball handler at the next level who can be a game-breaking shooter. And at that point, we're looking at one of the best players in this draft. Um, I don't know if he reaches his upside. I think it's more likely more likely than not um, that he won't reach his potential because it, is, because it is very hard to improve that much as a ball handler. Um, now, I think he will develop... Uh, I think he'll develop into his body. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. Um, and that's going to improve his game. I'm just not confident in him improving his ball handling. It's just very hard to do that. Um, it really is. It's unlikely that he's going to improve enough to where he can become a full-time primary ball handler. 
Um, but I'm buying into his potential. Um, as long as he just gets stronger and bigger, I think he's going to be a quality starting point guard in the league. And I think he's being underrated by the mainstream media. Um, I really, really like Tyrell Terry. Now, Kevin O'Connor in the ringer, he loves Tyrell Terry. He has him as a top 10 player. I'm not buying into, into him that hard, uh, but I do like Tyrell Terry, and and I think people are sleeping on him. Don't be surprised if he becomes a quality starting point guard. Now, at number five, I have Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa State. Now, you might be thinking that I'm insane for having Tyrese Halliburton this low. Not a lot of people uh, in the mainstream have Tyrese Halliburton this low. A lot, of, a lot of people have him uh, as a top three point guard in the class. Uh, Kevin O'Connor has him as the number two point guard in this class behind behind Killian Hayes. Um, I'm just, I have a lot of concerns about Tyrese Halliburton. Let's start off with the good, because I don't want to go in, just di- dive right in and just crap on Tyrese Halliburton, because there's a lot to like. Like, there's a reason why he's a top five point guard in the class, in my opinion. He is a basketball genius. Like, he is incredibly smart. He's one of the best passers in the draft. Um, Like, the best passers in the draft are Killian Hayes, LaMelo Ball, uh, or the best passing point guards are Killian Hayes, LaMelo Ball, and Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Those are the three best passing point guards in the class, in my opinion. Nico Mannion's close. Trey Jones is honestly close. Uh, But I think those three are great. And Halliburton's court vision is insane. His basketball IQ is off the charts. He's a great off-ball defender. He gets steals. Um, He's disruptive in the passing lane. Um, And he's a very good shooter. Even though his shooting mechanics are wonky, they're very weird. Um, It goes in. Like, he shot 40% from three last year. And he shot um, a lot of threes from deep. Um, So I think he's got a lot of value as an off-ball shooter. And that's where a majority of his of his value comes, and it's off the ball. I don't think he's going to be a great primary ball handler at the next level, which is why I'm lower on him than most. He doesn't have a lot of burst. He's not very athletic. He's got great size, but he struggles to get to the rim. Um, and he's got a weaker handle than a lot of guys ahead of him, and that worries me a little bit. I don't know if he's going to be a primary ball handler at the next level, which lowers his ceiling, limits his upside, um, and that puts him lower on my rankings. I like Halliburton. Like, I think he's going to be a very good off-ball guard. Um, I think he's going to be a secondary ball handler. I just don't, I wouldn't be like, Halliburton, we're going to give you the keys to our offense. You're going to be a a lead guard for us. I don't think you want to play him in that role. I think you're asking for him to fail in that position. Um, but he can play off the ball. He can be an off an off ball guard, um, and you can just ask him to shoot on spot ups, to make plays as a secondary ball handler, play good off ball defense. I think he'll be perfect in that role. I just think there's not a lot of upside to him. He does have a, a high floor, but I think the ceiling is very very low for him. Um, I think he's going to be successful in the NBA. I just don't think he's going to be great because I don't think he's got enough athleticism, uh, good enough ball handling, or good enough, just good enough. I mean, really, I don't think he's just, I, I just don't think he's got a good, good enough first step or ball handling to be a primary ball handler in the next level. Um, but he, he is a great passer. He's got the size. I think he's got 
the potential to be a decent on-ball defender at the next level. He wasn't a great on-ball defender in college. A lot of coaches went after him uh, on offense. They targeted him, which is a red flag. Uh, but he's great as an off-ball defender. I think he's going to be a really good uh, shooter off the ball on catch-and-shoots and, and spot-ups. Um, and I think he's going to be a good a good playmaker as a secondary ball handler. I like Halliburton. He is a basketball genius, like I said before. Um, and I think there's a role for him in the NBA. But I have him as the fifth best point guard in this class because of his limitations, um, which will probably keep him from being a lead guard in the NBA. Now at number four, I have the most disrespected player in this entire draft, Cole Anthony. Uh, Cole Anthony, point guard from North Carolina, he's a stud. Uh, his ability to create shots off the dribble, it, it's incredible, and it's rare. Now, Grant Riller is probably a better offensive player, or a better scorer than Cole Anthony. I think Cole Anthony is a better point guard than Grant Riller. He is a, he's better out of the pick and roll. Um, he's a better playmaker than Grant Riller. He's a better defender. Now, uh, Cole Anthony struggles as an off-ball defender, um, and he's not going to be a great team defender in the NBA, but he is strong. He's got pretty good size at 6'3", 190, and he's pretty good at attack, at the point of attack on defense, and he fights through screens. He, he tries, and that's all I can ask for. I think he's going to be a solid on-ball defender in the next level, and combine that with his ability to score off the dribble in the pick and roll, um, his ability to handle the basketball, um, his flashes as a, as a playmaker, all of that leads me to believe that he is a top five point guard in this class. I like Cole Anthony. I think he's really good. He can be a starting point guard in the NBA. Um, now, I am worried that he's a little bit selfish. There's been there's some intel that guys like Chad Ford have gotten that shows that he might be a little too selfish and he's a and he's not a team player and he's more of a me guy. That's a little bit concerning. Um, but his scoring ability, his shot creation, it, it, it's special. Uh, and I think he's got the ability to be a... I don't think he's going to be a great, a high-level primary ball handler. But I think he could be a primary ball handler in the NBA. Um, he's going to be a quality starter. I think he's going to make it at the next level just because of his shot creation. There's not many guys that can hit contested jump shots off the dribble like he can. I mean, he hit shots off step backs, off the dribble against drop, drop pick and roll coverage. Um, I mean, he is really smart against the in, in the pick and roll. He's a smart um, shot maker or shot taker. Now his shot selection was a bit iffy at times, and his and his lack of athleticism is concerning. Um, and I think that hurts him, which and, and that's why he's at four for me and not higher. Um, but Cole Anthony's shot creation ability, um, his ability as a pick and roll ball handler, I think his defense is going to be better than people expect. I think Cole Anthony is a is a really good point guard, um, and I can't wait to watch him in the next level. He's going to be a great scorer, and at the end of the day, I think his floor um, is a six, a really good sixth man who can come off the bench and be a microwave scorer for a team. I think that's his floor. Um, and if that's your floor, you're pretty good. Now, his ceiling is not extremely high because he is an older freshman. 
Um, and he doesn't have great athleticism. But I don't think he's got a decently high floor. I, I think he's just going to be a really, really... I think he's going to be a quality starter at the next level. And if he improves his shot selection and improves as a finisher, he can be a really, really dangerous uh, scorer at the next level. And I think he can be a quality starter. I like Cole Anthony, and I think he's been getting disrespected uh, by the mainstream media. And I think he, I, I've seen people have him in like the 20s, the low teens. I think he's a top 10 prospect in this draft. I think he is a stud. I love Cole Anthony's scoring ability. His shot creation is rare. Um, and that combined with his uh, ability as a as a primary ball handler and um, as a playmaker is why I have him as a top five point guard in this class. Alright, number three. I have Kyra Lewis. Nothing changed there. Um, point guard from Alabama. Kyra Lewis is a great athlete. Like RJ Hampton, he is incredibly fast. He's very quick. Um, he's got a lightning quick first step. But he's also a good playmaker. Not great, but a good playmaker. And he has shooting upside. That's what I like about Kyra Lewis. He's got good mechanics. And his synergy profile leads, combined with his free throw percentage, leads me to believe that Kyra Lewis is going to be a good shooter at the next level. And with his ability to shoot, as well as be a primary ball handler at the next level, I think he's going to be able to weaponize his slashing ability and his ability to generate pressure on the rim. Uh, he's he's going to be a really, really good point guard. I love Kyra Lewis. I'm a lot higher on him than most people are. I think he, he can be a stud. Now, his shot selection was a bit iffy at times this season. And although he is... A great vertical athlete, and or a great lateral athlete, or yeah, I guess I'm saying that right. Yeah, he's a great lateral athlete. He's not a great vertical athlete. Um, uh, he's not a super uh, powerful as a finisher. He's more of a finesse guy, and I like the different ways in which he can finish at the rim. But a lot of times he was using scoops to finish, and his um his layups were getting blocked. I'd like to see him become a more powerful finisher, um, and just improve his finishing overall at the rim. But with his ability to make plays out of the pick and roll, um, his court vision, along with his shooting upside and his athleticism, I think all of that combined uh, makes him a top three point guard in this class. I love Kyron Lewis. I think he can be a primary ball handler at the next level. I can't wait to see who drafts him. I think Lewis is a stud. Um, and, with, and with his physical gifts combined with his skills, he's got a chance to be really, really good. I love his footwork when driving to the basket. He's a great athlete. Um, he's great in transition. And if the shooting does translate, um, he's going to be a stud. Like, Lewis is going to be a great player. Uh, I love Kyrie Lewis. I just hope that he does realize his potential as a shooter. Because I think that will be key to weaponizing his, his slashing ability um, and his ability as a as a playmaker. Um, but I love Lewis. I think he's a stud. And I think he's a top 10 prospect in this draft. Now at number 2. Last time I had Lamella Ball at number 2. This time I have Killian Hayes. Point guard from France. Um, Killian Hayes is really good. I think he has all-star potential. 
He's a great play. He's a great player, uh, and he's a great playmaker. He's got excellent court vision. He's a great passer. Um, he's got the ability to be a lead guard, a lead ball handler at the next level. He's going to be a lead guard. He's going to be a primary ball handler, and he's going to be a primary initiator. Um, that has a lot of value in the NBA. He's a great passer. He's developing as a shot creator. This season, he implemented step backs and side steps into his offensive arsenal, um, and that's going to make him more difficult to defend as a scorer at the next level. Um, and he's not a great athlete, but he's got good size, and he's got good footwork, and he's able to change tempos when attacking the basket. Um, and I think his finishing ability is really, really good. It's um, a lot better than the Lamella balls. Um, but he's got great footwork when attacking the basket. He can finish through contact. I um, mean, he's gr- a great passer, like I mentioned. And the three-point shooting was not great this year. He was a streaky shooter. Um, but his mechanics are fine. And he's got a great free throw percentage. He shot, so, like, he shot nearly 90% from the free throw line. So I think that's a great indicator of his shooting. Um, and he, he was around, he, I think he was like a 72nd, in the 72nd percentile, uh, on jump shots off the dribble. He, he's, he's gonna be a really good, uh, shot creator at the next level. And I think that combined with his playmaking and his ability to be a lead guard and primary initiator, that, that makes him a top two point guard in this class. I hope the, the shooting gets better. I think it will. My one issue with Killian Hayes and why I dropped him from one um, is his ball handling. His ball handling is a little suspect. He picks up his dribble a lot, um, and he's not great with his right hand. He is really, he, I mean, he leans on his left hand uh, heavily to a fault at times. Um, he's not great dribbling with the basketball with his right hand. A lot of times, going to the right out of the pick and roll, he'll kill the dribble early. That leads to bad passes and bad decisions, um, and it leads to turnovers. Um, but going to his left, he's fine. He does need to develop that right hand. If he does that, he's going to be a great player and could be better than LaMelo Ball. Um, but like I said earlier, it's hard to improve that much as a ball handler um, before you get, like, from the time you get into the NBA. Um, I mean, it's really hard to improve as a ball handler, which is why I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit hesitant to be like, oh yeah, this guy, like Tyrell Terry and Killian Hayes are going to improve as ball handlers, and they're going to be great players at the next level, and they're going to be primary initiators, that's why I'm hesitant, because I know how difficult it is to improve as a ball handler, Um, but Killian Hayes, his shooting ability, or his shooting upside, uh, combined with his shot creation and, and his playmaking I mean, he's the top two point guard in the class, easily, in my opinion. Uh, I don't see how you could put anyone b- besides Lamella Ball ahead of him. Hayes is great. Uh, I think his ceiling is high and his floor is high. Um, now, his ceiling is limited by his pl- by his ball handling a bit, um, but Killian Hayes is a stud. I'm a huge fan of Hayes. I love him. Now, at my number one spot, you all know who it is. It's LaMelo Ball. Um, LaMelo Ball is a bundle. It's just a load of potential. He's got a lot of issues. Uh, but his ability as a play, his, his court vision is insane. And his basketball IQ and his passing ability is off the charts. It's unlike anyone we've seen in recent memory. He's a great pl- passer. 
and he's very creative, um, both as a passer and a scorer. He's a great ball handler. He's got a tight handle, and he's able to generate shots for himself and for others. He can get to the rim, get to the rim, even though he's not a great athlete. He doesn't have great burst. Um, he's long. He's six seven. He's got great size for a point guard, um, and his size allows him to get a shot off, even though he has an unorthodox shooting form, um, and 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 um and that with the size that helps him see over the defense that makes him a better playmaker um and he's just he plays the game so differently like his play style is so rare he plays with such fluidity and smoothness and it's it's so weird it's so hard to describe i love Lamelo ball um i think he's got a ton of upside and with his shooting mechanics are terrible. Like he's got to he's got to um, like recreate his shot. Um, but his shooting mechanics have improved drastically over the years as he's gotten older. Uh, and his free throw percentage is above seventy percent. And combine that with his touch around the rim, I think he's going to be a a good shooter in the NBA. I think the shooting indicators are there. Um, I am a little bit worried about shooting off the dribble and his shot selection, um, but I think those will improve as the shot as his shooting mechanics improve, um, and he just learns how to play the game of basketball. Because right now he's playing off pure instincts. Once he learns how to actually play the game, he's gonna be a stud. Like he's gonna be a great playmate, a great player. I love Lamelo Ball. He's gonna come into the NBA, be a primary initiator, uh, name one. Um, but he does have some major red flags, some huge flaws. One being his defense. He was a second percentile uh, defender this year, which is unbelievably awful. Uh, I've I have not seen anyone with as bad of a synergy profile def- on defense um, as Lamelo Ball. He's a terrible defender. He's got the size, and there's flashes there, uh, which lead me to believe that he could possibly be a good off-ball defender. He's never going to be a great on-ball defender, I don't think. Uh, there's too many times where we see him ball-watching or just looking uninterested on defense. He's got to improve that. Uh, and he's not a great finisher at the rim. I think he's got the size to improve upon that. And as he gains weight, gets bigger, gets stronger, he's going to improve as a finisher. Um, but right now, he just doesn't really finish through contact well, and he refuses to take contact. Um, and he, a lot of times he'll settle for tough floaters rather than just taking the ball to the rack and attacking the basket. Um, so that's a little bit concerning. But his creativity on offense, um, his passing, his IQ, his shooting indicators, I think with all of those, it leads me to believe that he's going to reach his upside and reach his potential. Um, and I think he's going to be a stud. If he if he improves on his flaws and he fixes those those issues, there's no telling how good Lamelo Ball can be because he can be a stud. Um, he's just got a lot of huge flaw, uh, huge flaws. Uh, it's why I'm, I'm a lot of people are just like, oh, Lamelo Ball is an insane point guard prospect. He's great. He's better than Lonzo Ball. I'm like, hold up. I, I'm a little bit like, eh, let, let's let's push the brakes a little bit, like. He's got a lot of a lot of red flags. Like he's got a, a lot of huge issues, um, but there's there's a lot of things. I just look at him and go, 
mean, this kid is playing without really knowing how to play the game. He's playing off pure instincts, and the basketball IQ is off the charts. His decision-making is great. Um, he's a, a good kid. Like, he, he's got a good, he's a good character. Um, I think the scoring ability is really, really good. Um, his ability as a ball handler uh, is going to make him a great scorer and passer at the next level. And I think he's going to be a, a really good primary initiator. I think he's got the potential to be an all-star. Um, I love LaMelo Ball. I, I think he's got a lot of work to do to realize his potential. Uh, but I, I think he has more upside than any point guard in this draft, which is why I have him at number one. Those are my updated uh, my updated top 10 point guards for the 2020 NBA draft. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, I don't expect to change this at all. This is probably the last video I do, or the last the last time I talk about, or the last time I rank and do a top 10 rankings from the point guards in this 20 in this upcoming NBA draft. Uh, but I hope y'all enjoyed that. That was fun. Uh, I'm gonna be talking about the draft more on this podcast uh, this week. Thomas and I plan on ranking the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL. So that should be fun. Keep an eye on that. I hope you I, I thank y'all for tuning in. I hope y'all enjoyed this. And I will see y'all next time. Whoa, whoa.